Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Today, we are going to be radiating 30 years of privilege and horror with Shelley Stabe. Um, I tentatively had called the was calling this radiating humor, but I like thirty years of privilege and horror. <laughs> so, my guest today is Shelley Stabe, and um, Shelley had a very long and illustrious career mm-hmm. installing phone lines. Yes, 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 and yes. has the stories to tell about it. So this will be uh, these stories will be in a new book called "I've Got a Pole You Can Climb." Tales of a Telephone Technician, and this book is co-written with Christopher... Gulick. Gulick. Good. Thank you. Um, And as of the time when this podcast will be available, it should be out, but we'll talk about how to get it later. But Shelly, thank you so much for sitting to talk with me. You are just hilarious. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Certainly. I'm happy to. Yeah, we had coffee the other day, and you were just so funny. I loved your stories. So, okay, so you were a telephone technician. Yes. I uh, I was actually one of the first women in the state of Kansas to be... Uh, an outside technician. Yeah. You know, uh, only white males were doing that at that point, and yeah. women and people of color were just not in that job. And when it became available through someone, through a lawsuit, actually. Really? Um, yes, yes. Uh, it opened that up, and um, I had just graduated from high school, had no idea really what I wanted to do. Um, one of my uncles did work for the company and suggested, you know, hey, why don't you go down there? Sure. And I did, and I know he, I'm sure he helped me get hired on. But uh, you had to pass pole climbing school, first of all. If you couldn't <laughs> climb a pole, really, there was no point to go on. So, Absolutely. You know, so there were several pieces of training we had to go through in order just to be able to say, yeah, now we're going to train you to do the job. Right. Um, so, for me... That was in 1975, and I was 18. Um, A lot of uh, what I talk about in the book, just from my perspective, and my partner, Chris Gulick, has his own unique perspective. So it's two, we think, very unique voices. But um, as a woman, uh, doing this job and being kind of a pioneer in that, and people's responses to, to me... Yeah. To women and to me, just my experience. Right. Um, 
a lot of that is is what some of my stories are about. You know, just uh, the acceptance and mm-hmm. some of the resistance. Sure. Some from women, which really, like I had a naive expectation that there was going to be this sisterhood of acceptance, and that wasn't necessarily so. That surprises me, too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now you were, go- just to clarify, you were going house to house. You were house going to, to people's homes. And businesses, yes. And businesses, right, yes. right. And this is the... the, the uh, the tentative title for this podcast is 30 Years of Privilege and Horror. Tell me, yes. tell us what that's about. Well, uh, when we were talking about that, when we had coffee, I I was just referring to the spectrum of sure. the way people live. Um, <laughs> not in a, you know, not in a judgmental way. Of course we were making judgments. Um, but, you know, you know, in an observation way, and that's why I love about Chris and I. We just, I think we have a keen sense of observation. And sure. to be able to go into homes, really, of, some of them were just abject poverty. Oh, you know, sure. Um, one of the stories I have, just, you know, uh, this woman had all dirt floors in her house that really? she was leaving it. Still. Absolutely. And, and then I've been in homes in some of the wealthier areas of, of this city and, and uh, in Wichita, yeah. that, and the people that live there are not so very different, sure. but they're fascinating stories, you know, because being in someone's home, you just see them in a way, you know, uh, that a lot is revealed about us. We reveal a lot about ourselves to people without knowing it. Right. And I think that's what I love about our book is... Like those things that we see and talk about that are funny, weird, a little frightening, a little strange, uh, touching. Yeah. You know? Right. So. Because you're seeing people in their home, in their element. Yes. You know, comfortable. They probably see you like something of the furniture. You know, you're Pretty just much. kind of a, just a functionary object in their lives. Right. Right? They're letting right. their guard down. Very much. Right. Very much. They're almost too comfortable sometimes. <laughs> there's, there's one or two chapters about that stuff, and yeah. or they're letting their guard down, or they don't, they don't care. You know, right. you're in my house. Uh, yeah, I'm going to act how I want to act. Yeah, and you just need to deal with it. And uh, you know, oh if you're uncomfortable with the loaded gun on my nightstand, too bad. You know, stuff like that. We just like, okay, let's try to. Work out a compromise here, right? Just so I don't have to kneel down next to a loaded weapon. I mean, yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. You know, yeah, so exactly. Just you know, stuff like that that maybe you don't think about when you think about hey, a telephone install is coming out. You don't, right? You know, you don't. You know, so not everybody. So that, I'm thinking somebody comes to my house. Maybe I want to put a few things away. <laughs> oh, people think. Oh, I want to clean. Uh, behind the couch because they're going to move the couch and I haven't, you know, vacuumed under there right. for three months. And, yes. But then, you know, you you don't think about the porn that you had under the bed. That isn't yours. Oh, that's not mine. Okay. I don't know that's, who left that there. What? So, right. just, just, you know, just stuff like that. Uh, toys, yeah. You know, yeah. All right. sorts of, uh, all the stuff that we... You know, 
hide away um, <laughs> so someone will see. And right. and then uh, so that's just you know that's just part of it. Or um, you know, or uh, like oh my illegal gosh, illegal things, huh? Or legal things. Oh, legal things. Illegal. Oh, illegal. Oh, yes. You know. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, various uh, various types of uh, entertainment and and oh, drugs and yeah, nice. Uh, you know. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, it'd be, you're coming into their home. They're comfortable there. They don't even think much about it. They're not thinking about it. about it, even though, no. as like we were talking, you called us two weeks ago. You said the had appointment. Some time. Yeah, you knew we were coming. So, you know. Anyway, but it's like you said. Uh, it was. It's just, and that's another thing. For so long, you know. I mean, it's pretty amazing. You show up at somebody's house. You mm-hmm. have access to places nobody else does, and in businesses. Mm -hmm. And so you're allowed to kind of roam. Not that we're, you know, roaming without a purpose. But, yeah, you're just seeing things nobody else is going to see and and things you don't think about. And uh, and people also, um, I love this, when they would open up to us because you just happen to be there. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to take a drink of water. So you happen to be there, and maybe this person is, you know, hasn't talked to somebody else. That's just Older it. people, especially. Yeah. And so we would, I heard stories from. Oh, I'll bet. You know, war veterans sometimes. Or sure. people who lived, you know, two generations ago. And this was, you know, a generation ago when I was young. Sure. And, and they're fascinating. They're yeah, fascinating, fascinating stories. So. Um, so it's just the the human um, that human, human interest element, yeah. element that mm-hmm. that's so you there. really do get to have the privilege of speaking to them yes. and then the horror of the horror of, seeing, of yeah of speaking to them yeah <laughs> or seeing how they live or yeah yeah absolutely so I bet you have some wonderful stories I I think we do I've yeah I've, I'm proud of the book. Uh, I've never written a book. I've probably read my own book, I don't know, 1,100 times now. <laughs> and I'm still, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've written. Um, I but just, I think, it's, I think it's good. Yeah. Well, you said that you wrote it because you were tired of people saying you were making it up. <laughs> well, that is part of it. I mean, uh-huh. because we say we can't, you, you could not make this stuff up. Oh, you and can't make it up. You wouldn't, I wouldn't. Try to make some of this up because right. it sounds outrageous. Absolutely, you know. And uh, so, the fact that it all happened truly, there's nothing in this book that did not actually happen, um, is kind of crazy. So exactly, you know, and it runs the gamut. Yes. Everything in between, right? Everything. Yeah. And so people were telling you, "Oh no, you're making yeah, that up." Yeah, that couldn't come there's on. There's no way, you right? Know? And and you're like, "Yeah, I no." Uh, I wish I hadn't seen this. You know, I wish you can't unring that bell sometimes. Um, you know, there are things. Exactly. Uh, and we talk about some of those. And, and there are some things that uh, still bring me to tears. Really? Because. Just so touching. So because, it, yeah, like something. I mean, look, I'm much older than I was when I started with the phone company. and Very diplomatic. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and. I remember things that were said to me, right? You know, forty years ago by somebody because it made that kind of an impression 
on me. Absolutely. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, you know, some things you wouldn't remember. It was just so banal. Right. But some things are so memorable. Yes. That they stay with you. Yeah. That's, Absolutely. And that's, that's wonderful. What, that's what these are about. These yeah. are um, just little uh, antidotes. They're, I don't think the longest story is maybe, I don't know, two or three pages. Maybe. Right. And it's, you know, so it's very, uh, I don't know, it's very quick. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like there's such a, a gamut of different subjects that there's a little bit of something for everybody, I think. Right. Um, and, you know, we talk about, you and I remember landlines and... Oh, heck yeah. I mean, you remember... That's fascinating. Di- yeah. Right. Right. Like a dial phone. Oh, yeah. The rotary dial. The rotary dial. Yeah. And then we, when we got push buttons, that was, what? Oh. How do you do this? Revel- just revelations. I mean, we had to change out every phone in America when that oh, happened. Oh, my God. I mean, you know... From the rotary to push button, you had to change them all up. Yeah. Is, does it require a different line? Not into the house, just a, a different phone. A different... Yeah, you had to switch just them all out. a different out. phone. Oh, Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, high tech. Stuff like that. Right. Or how about every time uh, the payphone went up in price? Oh, A really? technician had to go out to every single payphone in the country. Oh, And I did that for God. a while, too, and do, do our little magic inside on the, uh, there were a series of, anyway, uh, <laughs> to make it 15 cents and 20, then 25 cents, and I don't even know what it is right now. I, are there even payphones? I I think there I are. I think but maybe. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't Last know. time I remember, I think it was fifty cents. Does that sound right? That sounds about right. Maybe but, now you know. they take a card or something. I right. don't know. Yeah. But who, who thinks of that? That you have to go and actually manually change all the payphones. Yeah. Right. Well, and you did that. That's a, yeah. That's what that was did. your job. Wow. For thirty years, that is a long time for any job. It is. It's. It is. Much less for one that's so physical. Well, yeah, and. And I know a lot of people, I'm thinking a lot of people are going, well, didn't, it, the guys didn't have a problem with it. And, <laughs> you know, uh, but it was physical, Absolutely. and I'm grateful. Um, I, it was physically demanding. The weather, um, you know, uh, climbing poles, carrying ladders. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, it was also, I did, you know, I had a lot of fun. It was also uh-huh. interesting. No day was the same. I will right. tell you, in 30 years, really, I could probably count on two hands and have some fingers left over the times <laughs> I did not want to go into work. You know, I was very fortunate. And, uh, and I also want to say just really quickly, uh, I was paid the same as men. That is amazing. You know, in 1975, and, and... That is amazing. We And I give credit to the Communications Workers of America, the union. right. The company, yeah. Uh, I give credit to the women who came before me. Yeah. And I just want to say this: Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who argued for equal pay in front of the Supreme Court before she became a justice. Thank you. You know, RBG. all of that was in place. Yeah. So I could come in there as an 18-year-old kid and make a living. Yeah. A good living wage. And that's just—I mean—I'm so grateful for that. Absolutely. So uh, you were so blessed. Yes, and Completely. very fortunate. And I, I just, I, I didn't know that for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, once I realized it, became aware. Um, hey, you know, it's just—it's huge, 
Right? It's That's huge. huge. So, and do they even have the pole climbers, the technicians anymore? Is that even a thing? You know, we do still have some techs. I, I, uh, installers. I don't know how much. You know, I just can't imagine no it's anything yeah. like it used to be. But right, uh, my partner might have more answers on that, just because he's more in touch with some of the current stuff that's going on. Is he that, still doing that job? No, he's retired. He's oh, retired, he's retired. Also. So both of you have retired. Yes. And because it would be hard to tell these stories, I think, if you were still an employee. That's kind of what we were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Just let's get a little distance there. Um, yeah, so we're both retired. and um, Yeah. Uh, and then you formed a, an LLC. Just, we, yes, you we know. formed our own publishing company, Hard, that's hard, awesome. hard Short Press. Hard short is a really? repair term. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a a type of a type of trouble we use to describe, you know, what is causing the trouble on a phone line. Right. So it's I'm, a hard short. It's a hard short. Okay, it's yeah. when both sides of the line are crossed. Yeah. And if it's a hard short, I mean, there's just different degrees of it. But that's it's just a it's an inside kind of. Uh, yeah. You know. But it's funny that it refers to a problem. Yes. <laughs> Hard short press, but I just we just I don't know we like the sound of it and yeah yeah so so you formed your own company just yep. for that reason and yes. I can imagine if there are people who may appear in the book unknowingly unwittingly that could you know be a problem too but you've taken steps for that yeah we we don't uh, we don't name anybody um, uh, and I don't think we. Uh, we poke, let me say this, we poke more fun on ourselves than anybody sure. else. Uh, we like to poke fun on ourselves before other people can. That's that's kind of a... <laughs> get your shots in. Yeah, just let me get that covered. And so we do that, and I think I think we're pretty good about... Because oh, you gosh, don't want to cause any problems for no, anybody. And it's, it, that's not the point. It's, it's really that's just telling point. a story. And exactly. we don't want to cause problems or insult anybody or cause any harm or, no. um, or any, anything like that. They're just stories. They're just stories and about what happened. And, uh, but we also recognize that uh, you know, I'm willing to be embarrassed mm-hmm. for my book. And, and I probably will be. Uh, but I also <laughs> hope to be, you know... I hope it's appreciated at the level we like, but right. we all we don't want to cause embarrassment or pain or no, harm to anybody. But, not. but you know, uh, y'all are very part of the story. You're the you're most of the reason we write in this book right. is because of the amazing, interesting things that happen that we just that we, we wouldn't have this book. With, no, right. you wouldn't. No, we wouldn't have a book without your participation, willing or unwilling, or knowingly or unknowingly. Um, just being who you are, you know, and, yeah. and letting us in your houses and businesses and sharing your lives with us, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. I think that's a big testament to just the nature of humans. Yeah. That, you know, how, first, how we treat people in our homes. That's interesting. And how we connect with people who come into our homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is a fascinating study in human nature. It's, and I just, I don't know that. I mean, we don't know that anybody's ever really talked about it from our point of view. No. You know, I don't just think saying, so. hey, have you ever thought about like what it's like for us walking into your house? And and of course I'm super conscious of it whenever I have somebody come out, but I also talk their their asses off. You know, I'm just always yeah. asking them questions and 
because uh, I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing. Um, but we also, I, I know people have been very curious about us, too. Sure. And asking us a lot of questions, like yeah. when we were on the job and being a woman and, like, you know, what's this like for you? Um, yeah, is it you hard know, work? Is it hard work? Do people take you seriously? How does it do feel you, going to people's homes? Do you feel bad about taking a job away from a man with a family to feed? Seriously? People asked you that? Men and oh, women. Oh, yeah. You know, now this is the 70s. Okay. You know, this right. is during the very, certainly when we kind of were new to the workforce. Yeah, uh, we've come a long true. way, baby. Well, we have, and we still have a ways to go. But, oh, heck um, yeah. But yeah, it was just... Um, Interesting. Like I said, just interesting responses. Sure. To something that, like for me, and I don't think that I thought about my gender that much. It was, which is I, th- I think why I was taken aback by especially sure. women because I just yeah. kind of, I think I came up in that generation where, you know, the feminism, I mean, it had been going on. It was evolving as I was coming right. up as a young woman and... So I think some of this stuff, you know, I just kind of took to heart, like, right. yeah, I should be able to do anything. And my mom, I remember saying, you can do anything. You don't have to get married and have kids. You know, mm-hmm. you, and I remember being like, okay, I'm, that's like, it was a relief. Like, I don't know, yeah. my world opened up a little bit. So, yeah, that's interesting. You know, so I never went in there with. Like I'm blazing a trail. I never had that. It was more like, holy shit, what do you mean this is my, be, I'm, being a woman is deal. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sure does. You yeah, know? you take that for granted. And I know my, you know, my daughter, I've got a 12, almost 12 year old <laughs> daughter, and she's coming up in a time when we do kind of take those things for granted. That she could do anything. She could be a linebacker if she wants to. Which is, that is progress. That is huge progress. We've still got a ways to go. Right. Right? But I can imagine in the 70s that, you know, you've got this kind of, and you were young and optimistic and idealistic. And naive and <laughs> absolutely all that, you know. Right, and, absolutely. And, and I didn't know what I was getting into. Oh, Which no. is kind of a theme for my life, but that's okay, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and, and I'm glad for that because... Uh, if you had known going into it, you might not have done it. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I just kind of, I just said yes and ended up loving it. And and I also want to say, speaking of that, I had support. The younger guys that I worked with, yeah. uh, with the phone company, and several of them were Vietnam vets, mm. um, were so supportive. Like, they didn't, they, I don't think they even blinked twice, really. Um some of the older guys, uh, I mean, I remember a couple of them still were, uh, had the ducktails with the... Oh, the grease, the brill yeah, cream. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, you could bounce a quarter off those guys' heads, right? And oh, yeah. So those guys, I remember... They might have had a hard was, time. It was not pleasant. Uh-huh. But I just want to say several of the younger guys uh, on that I worked with. Yeah. For many years were absolutely wonderful. And they supported. And they were, yeah. Yeah, didn't blink. Uh-uh. And, and just gave us all, I think, uh, a, fair, a fair shake and let us either prove or, or disprove ourselves. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. Were there women who failed? Uh, there were a lot of women that 
failed that did not make make it through school, make it through pole climbing, really, or yeah, or then uh, you had to go through an electrical training course after that. So those sure. two, if you got through those, you were, you pretty much had the job. Um, what I also found, and I'm just going to say this, is probably even the women that worked with me are going. I was harder on them than the men. Anyone right. coming behind me, a woman, um, you know. If they I, were, yeah, I can understand that. I wanted yeah. them to not ride on my coattails, but also don't, um, don't not do your job, and don't yeah. ask for help if you don't need it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Do the job we ha- we hired you to do, um, and. Mm. Yeah, if they if, because if they were to fall, if they were to to fail, not do their job well, it's going to reflect poorly on you. If if you just, I mean, I'm saying just do your best and do don't. Do your best. You know, I mean, look, I'll just be direct. I, I it bothered me when some women um, played that card. You know, mm-hmm. it, I mean, you, you're you're going to, you're playing the card against what we are trying to accomplish here. Yeah. You know, and uh, by by playing the weaker sex, yeah, that's what they were doing, and uh, that was offensive to me because we are not that. No, we so, are not that. Yeah, so I, you know, that yeah. that, and and yeah. Yeah, so you might not have realized what was going on going into it, but it sounds like you kind of quickly. Realize that, wait a minute, this is trailblazing. It is, like, it. I realized that it was something, yeah, bigger than me. Yeah. You know, recognizing that there's, uh, whether I knew it or not, I think at some point I said, I accepted that, in a way, I'm kind of representing. Heck yeah. You know, um... Yeah. yeah, at least those of yeah. us who who uh, who wanted what I wanted, which was, uh, you know, I wanted financial independence, and I wanted to be paid. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed being paid the same as men and being given that mm-hmm. opportunity yeah. to show what I could do. Um, Absolutely, you and, didn't want uh, to have to limit your options to working in a an office or oh being a teacher. I'm telling right? you, uh, <laughs> the world. Kisty. I know. The world's a safer place for me not working in an office. <laughs> or being a teacher, I'm finding out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I, you know, it's, it was a good thing I was in a, just a truck driving around. By herself. It was, yeah, it was dangerous enough for pole. people on the road. But, you know, it, it suited me. It was a very, um, I mean, you know, I never was in an office, but for 20 minutes no. in the morning, yeah, we got our assignments and, and eight, chatted. Eight years and, old, you were independent. You drove out. You took your list of jobs. You were gone all day. Came back Nobody whenever they said. Nobody checked on you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, you know, we... Obviously, we were you monitored, but, but yeah, it was like not... That, but you had nobody breathing down your neck. Exactly, exactly. You didn't have to punch a clock, necessarily. No. Nope. Account for every minute of your day. Not well, they did later when we got computers. They could oh, do that. Sure. But, but pretty much, you know, yeah, it was very much uh, a lot of trust in that job. Because mm-hmm. you are in a job. You uh, are in a, in a truck. You're mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so... It's amazing. You give someone trust and they're going to rise to meet it. That's, yes. 
Yeah. I think most times, absolutely. Most right. of us. Yeah, most you know? of us, right? Yeah, most when of I us. I can't imagine being 18 19, 18, 19 years old and having that level of freedom. Well, right? and, you know, and at first it was, I mean, of course, look, I was terrified. I mean, sure. look, I remember the first time I wired a party line. I'm dating myself. Oh, my party God, lines, party right? line. Yes, my grandmother had one. Like two, four, eight people. Yes, eight people shared a, a phone line. number. Yes. And so you had to wire each... Each phone in every house was wired a specific way because you had a specific ring. Sure. That you had to listen for. It was your <laughs> ring. Yeah. And, okay, it took me, the first party line phone I rewired, I don't know, I was there for four hours, and I could Ooh. not get it wow. wired right. And, of course, I wasn't going to ask for help. And, anyway, when I finally did, it was the simplest, simplest little thing Every technician that's watching, uh, I left the ground off. It's going to go, oh. So, but, you know, uh, it was just, I was, I was yeah. terrified. I was stubborn. I was too proud. You know, I didn't have a year's service in yet. Yeah, and, and it was so, so, yeah. So, yeah. you know, my customer's like, uh, I have to. Yeah, you were supposed to be here two hours. <laughs> just, What's the word? So, so, anyway, just stuff right. like that, you know, uh, it was humbling. Too. I, I did learn some humility on the job. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you missed your calling to be a psychologist. Maybe you seem maybe. to have a very keen understanding and appreciation. Well, for I, human nature. I do now. Yeah, I you have, do. Now. You know, I seem really right. We seem wise when right? we get up. Uh, when we get uh, more experienced, right? And I feel like I've. I feel like it's been a blessing and a gift, and I've absolutely you know it's privilege been, and horror. It really has been a privilege <laughs> and a horror. It's been a great privilege, and uh, and I you know I hope uh, this book will uh, give us a chance to relive it in a different way and, and share yeah. it with people. Oh, that, absolutely! You know, well, let's get back to the book. So yes. the title is "I've Got a Pole You Can Climb." Yeah, where did that come from? That is a direct quote from a customer of mine. Uh, it is, the, it is the, the title of the book and the title of a story of mine. It's something a guy said to me. Um, can I go ahead nice. and Please. give a plug? Uh, Absolutely. It's, our website is I'veGotAPole.com, and we actually give that story away on the website. Nice. So I, I would love for people to go on that and just check it out. Um, this guy, uh, yeah. This so is, I've got a poll.com. Go read that story. So you this read guy, that story, yeah. and you learn a bit. You'll learn a bit of lo- uh, learn a little bit more about Chris and I on there, right? And uh, yeah, so so a customer actually said that to you. That's yes. fun. At, Jeez, at about nice. Yeah, at about I don't know. It's about eight in the morning. <sighs> He's an aircraft worker, and he had just gotten off work. Yeah, so oh, he'd already so. had a few beers. Right, he was rewinding. So, you down, yeah. Yeah, so here we go. He was unwinding, yeah. yeah. He was, so, yeah, nice. Please read the story to find out how that turned out for both of us. Exactly. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, so that's and the book. So the, ti- so the title sets it up to maybe be a humor book, but it's not all humor, is it? It's not all humor. It's a lot of humor, but it's also some bizarre stuff, some, yeah. some disturbing stuff, some not... Uh, some sad stuff, but also touching stuff like, you know, that 
touches your heart. That touches your heart. Um, so I think we have a little bit of everything there. We have a we have many stories just on animals, pets. Oh, fine. Um, that people had that we wish they hadn't had. Um, I told you at coffee the other day, we, we have several stories on what people wear or don't wear. That is why I want to read know, this book. When they right? answer the door. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, what they wear and don't wear. Yeah. Interesting. Like, yeah, you'd be surprised, just, huh? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah. so stuff like that. It's just um, all the different ways, you know, people kind of show up. Exactly. How do we show up in the world? How do you know? we show up? And where? Yeah. And why? <laughs> why did you... T- what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Yeah. that's. How did you think that was going to go? Yeah, so you've got this writing partner, Chris, mm-hmm. and he's he was also in the field, and that's how yeah. you met. Yes. And so how did this conversation come about? It's like, you know, well, we ought to write a book. No, seriously, we ought to write a book. Well, it, it, kind of, it did start like that. When, uh, Of course, we've always talked about these stories to our families and friends yeah. for years, and they've been very patient with us. And, and you know, and of course... Half the time they're looking at us going, no. There's no, no way. There's, that did not. No. You're yeah. kidding me. And so after many years of this, we started talking about this probably, uh, gosh, I don't know, um, before I retired. And I've been retired, mm, I don't know, 12, 13 years. So yeah. we've talked about it for, let's say, 15 or 20 years. And we did kind of always thought it would be after we both retired. Right. And I have to give Chris credit for keeping this fire lit. Uh, you know, like, it's always been a conversation, yeah. but he's kind of always, you know, always reminded me, you know, this is happening. And so when he <laughs> when he retired and I, uh, I had been working other jobs anyway, I, I left the last job I was at and wrote for about a year and a half, two years. He did too. Uh, and... We just, you know, we thought we had some good stories, and uh, we knew we wanted to self-publish. Part of it, really, because it's just, you know, to have written a book. Right. I mean, it's just, this is something we've talked about. I've talked about writing since I was very young. I just didn't know what, and this has been absolutely perfect. It's... uh, because we're just telling about what happened, and uh, when we—I don't know—when we started talking like you and I are, yeah. just about it's not about telephones, it's not about technology. No. It is that's like the the framework of it, right? But it's everything that happens around exactly uh, around it's us performing a service. It is, you know. It is. And I mean, that was just the excuse. Pretty much, it was just yeah. Just a setup. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like this is. There's all this other stuff going on that we have the privilege of seeing. Absolutely. And and uh, and it's interesting. I mean, nobody ever said, "Hey, I don't want to hear your phone stories anymore." They're they're like, I mean, you get home at the end of the day, it's like, so what happened today? Yeah, did you get any you know? better stories? Right. Any new stories? You know, or why do you smell like that? <laughs> <laughs> What's on, what's on your shoe? You need to go back outside. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, <laughs> you know, so. Right. So, yeah, it just, I, we just knew. Look, we were still interested in it. Right. After absolutely. all these years. So, 
I, I think we knew if we didn't get tired of it that maybe we were kind of on to something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're on to something. And yeah. I just wonder how much of that is like all these <coughs> stories are in me. I have to talk about them, too. Of course. A lot of it was yeah. debriefing. A sure. lot of these were, you know, in the crew room at 7 o'clock at night, you're going... Would you believe? Yeah. Or let me tell you what happened in case in case you have to go back out there, you know. Right. Um, a lot of it was just debriefing and um, let, me, let everybody on the crew know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because there really is a... I mean, it's like a this, it's a fellowship. It yeah. is, yeah. It's um, commiseration. It's you know sharing war stories. Pretty much, yeah. And and I know that's like, I mean, I know you can do that in your right in, in what you do. You know, everybody has a story of, right. of work and what happens. But it seems like this profession you were in just kicks it up a notch. I just think, I just think the the perspective and uh, just this little inside, right. Uh, point of view that we have that we hope is, you know, entertaining enough and and just stuff you haven't maybe thought about. That's kind of exactly you know, it's just stuff you don't think about when you call up, right? Uh, have an electrician or a plumber or a cable guy or whoever's coming over. Come oh, I, well, uh-huh. yeah, there could be books from plumbers, from electricians, from mm-hmm. contractors. Yeah. We all have these stories from energy workers and from psychics, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, my God, I could write a book. Um, so when you and Chris decided you were really no shit going to actually do this, what is the process of sitting down and taking all of these stories <laughs> and going, how are we going to make sense out of this? How did you guys even, I can't even imagine doing that myself, much, with, much less with a partner. Thank you, yes. Um, and, oh right? my gosh. I, you, first of all, you said there was a process. Actually, sounds like we, we had an idea what we were going to do. And, you know, we, right. we, first we just started writing. And really, and yeah. that was the most fun for me. Right. Uh, I enjoy it so much. Uh, it was incredible. I'm just, I'm so grateful I just did that for myself sat down and actually wrote with this intention. Mm-hmm. So so there's that. And then uh, we did get some help from uh, a guy down in Wichita who mm-hmm. is an, an author who is... Good. Uh, who's, he's also credited in our book. Good. Um, awesome. Who helped us with the story selection. We probably had over 100 stories between the two of us. Oh, yeah. And then... Uh, this this gentleman uh, helped us. He he selected the stories, and we've got. I can't tell you how many stories. This is embarrassing. Fifty ish, yeah, fifty ish, in the book, and uh, we just kind of had some John, some categories that sure. you know that the pets, uh, you know, what just people certain, wear. what people wear, just certain yeah. little. A little Instances that we kind of had uh, some bulk stories about, and then we, and then we just we just picked the best ones. We knew we wanted to self-publish because we want we want to have complete control. Sure. So that was given, and really, truly, Chrissy, everything else has been a learn as you go learning curve. With the help of our family uh, and friends and people, we who have just been. Awesome, just giving us advice and That's great. introducing us to people yeah. who can help us, who 
um, it's very much just been a network of of family and friends who've been very excited about this project with us. And so, you know, we have a website, uh, as I mentioned before. and yeah. we're you have this somebody helping you with that? Yes. yes. A great a friend of mine who's a website designer. Uh, she's an entrepreneur who's been tremendously helpful. Uh, our friend Sarah, who's a, f- a family member also, who's helping us with the publishing piece. Oh, awesome. My nephew... Uh, Matthew did the cover art. The cover is brilliant for the book, which it's is brilliant. Uh, it looks like like penny detective novel. It's, uh, yes, we were going for the yeah. graphic, the graphic yeah, novel look. That is brilliant. So he's. I'm so proud of this, and I'm so proud of him. It and is awesome. We've got an artist uh, in Wichita, uh, Graham Jarvis, I believe. That's his name. He's in the book. He's done, okay. He does all the inside illustrations. There's illustrations? Yes. Oh, so that's we're very, fun. you know, we've just had. You're so blessed. Like the right people at the right time. And, and tell us who took your author photo. I love that story. Um, this is uh, my, I'm in love with two of my neighbors. They are five and six, Zay and Adler. And uh, Adler hung out with me all last summer. Yeah. And uh, during one of those days, um, he took 171 pictures of me with my iPad, and the picture in the book, it's not actually in the book, it's, got, it's on the website. It's on the website. Um, That's where I, I saw it, I think we'll yeah. have a different photo for the book, but uh, the, the picture in the website that you see is when I realized what he was doing. And so it's a very candid picture of me just looking at Adler, and I tell you like, what, it is in the, love with him. It is the classic author photo. Well... He it has was, a, he has a career ahead of him. He may, he may. I think yeah, he's got a career doing something that yeah. Adler bit. So that yeah, he just um, that's a five year old. Uh, Isn't that amazing? Uh, he might have been four at that time. I'll have to find out. Yeah. Yeah, that's so hilarious. It's a great photo. And then it you guys, uh, you and Chris, just had a photo shoot to do. We did. We just did a little uh, yeah. impromptu photo shoot. We uh, we actually met in Emporia. And just did a, uh, Chris's wife took some pictures, and they turned out really well. I'm, I'm excited. We don't know what mm-hmm. we're going to use yet, but, um, so yeah, we we did that. Yeah. Um, like I said, we're just, we're kind of putting the final touches on it. And this it's, is so it's, exciting. It's so exciting, Christy. It's, I it's, tell you. and it's, you know, it's. Uh, oh, it's a labor of love, isn't it's, it? It is a labor of love. It's like pushing your baby out in the world. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm ready to be done with it. I don't have exactly. kids. To all, everyone who's had a baby, oh my God, I can't even imagine <laughs> what you've. This is insane to me. I mean, right? You know, and and let me can I say to you, Chris, thank you for your patience <laughs> and for uh, the last forty years and for your patience because oh. really. Uh, Chris is married. He's been married. Uh, I have never been married. The fact that I had to run decisions by him blew my mind. Uh, it just—it's uh, been a great learning curve, and I've learned a lot about myself in this process. And, I'll bet. And as soon as this is published, uh, Chris and I are getting divorced, <laughs> and we're just going to be friends again instead of uh, being married. Uh, yeah. So there's to this no. Book. Uh, I've got another pole you can climb. Well, you know what? There may be. We have stories. We still have stories. We still have stories. They probably and, didn't all make it. And we would love to continue to tell them. I, mm-hmm. I hope people would like to hear some more. Um, you know, I would love to do that. 
Um, That'd be so fun. Yes, I I hope so. I'm just uh, I'm super. I'm just so thrilled this is coming out, and I'm I'm you know. I, I dream of amazing things happening, and then I want to keep yeah. my expectations realistic. Um, so, so you're doing a podcast. What else are you doing for publicity? Well, we're gonna we're gonna have a book launch party, I, but. but again, I can't give you a date yet. Right. Um, we're you know we're doing the social media mar- media marketing. Yeah, you got on Facebook, Facebook, for Instagram. This. Um, yeah. What else? I am learning LinkedIn. Uh, Really, it's going to be a lot of word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, we've talked to some independent book uh, yeah. sellers in Wichita. Fantastic. And up here that we yeah. hope. Uh, we don't have a commitment yet, but once we have our book, we're certainly going to yeah. go talk to them. We hope to have our book on some local author shelves in in some independent bookstores. So we'll certainly, Absolutely. we Maybe, can put that on the yeah. website if we get that. And on all the social media, you know, we're just we're very new at this. We're the whole marketing piece. We're figuring it out as we go, and we have a lot of yeah. good people helping us. So, yeah, uh, that's where having a partner can really help because they can help you think of things. And oh yes, just keep, keep the momentum going. So that's absolutely that's wonderful. Can't wait to meet Chris. I yes, I would love for you to meet him. And yeah. he is he is also an amazing artist in his own right. So he is. He has done some of this before. He has put himself out there in many Fabulous. ways. Um, Good. So, yeah. Oh, that helps. So, uh, yeah, so he's talented in, in so many ways. Um, so, so yeah, so I hope that, you know, we have a lot of, um, we, let, we have a lot of help. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of uh, people who are really, you know, just love yeah. us and, and yeah. want us to be successful. So. Well, and... It, is, it sounds like a really great book, Thank and you. want to you know if people want to help out with that, bring yeah. this book into the world. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about um, how people can get the book. Okay. So it'll be available <coughs> sometime in October. Yes. Right. Two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. You can go to our website and uh, you can purchase it there. Can you pre-order it? You can pre-order it. Good. Uh, you know. I mean, I can tell on myself, I, to, as of today, uh, we still haven't fixed the price on it. So, uh, you know, by the time this is aired, we will have that done. That's one of those things. We'll just, right. the finishing touches. So, um, so much to goes into yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so, so you'll be able to buy it and pre-order it on the website. Right. Um, at the book launch, we'll have we'll actually have printed copies. Perfect. Of course, we hope to be doing some readings and book signings. I would love that. That would um, be wonderful. You know, uh, so that's that's what I know right now. Digital and print copies. Mm-hmm. We, we would love to do audio at some point because yeah. I I hear that that is audio books. We understand that that is like. The majority of the market, so we do want to address that. Wonderful. Um, so oh, well, coming from your, you telling your own stories, that'd be amazing. Yes, we're we don't know if we're going to do it in our own voices yet. Um, we're you know, there's just lots of stuff there's we're, lots of we're stuff. thinking about. Oh, wow. um, I don't know. I like I said, this is all new stuff. Um, you know what I love about that is that you don't have any limitations. Because you don't know what the, your limitations yeah, are. Yeah, we don't. Right? And and also, you know, here's the thing. We're both okay with saying, I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't know. Uh, I need some help. And uh, and we're open to, you know, let's see where this unfolds and takes us. Um, Absolutely. Because we'd like it to reach as many people as possible and, um, you know, yeah. in whatever shape that takes. Gosh, if you can inspire a contractor to write their own stories or oh my a plumber to write their own stories. I'm yeah. sure there's tons of them out there. You know, we all have them. Absolutely. It, well, who, I don't know who said it once, but somebody said mm-hmm. everybody has at least one book in them. Have that's, you heard that? No, I and haven't, I, but I think that's brilliant. That I, is brilliant. I agree with that. I mean, if you're, if you're paying attention. If you're paying attention. I think you have a book in you, you know? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, there's a lot to pay attention to, so... Yeah, so that's inspiring. I think, I think it that is. is you very know? inspiring. So the book is "I've Got a Pole You Can Climb," written by Shelley Stabe and Chris Gulick. Yes, super. Available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. And thank you so much for thank being you. on today. It is so fun. Thank you, Chrissy, talking about this project for having Good. me and, and letting yeah. me talk about it and, and for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Well, certainly happy to. All right. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.